Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Sunsport podcast. I'm Derek McGregor and I'm joined by the esteemed David Freo. David, how are you? I'm good, to you? <laughs> Very well, thank you. As usual, plenty to talk about. It's been a momentous week for Rangers, to say the least. You can only congratulate them on a terrific season. They've won the championship by a country mile. I think a few months ago, I did feel Hibs were going to mount a real challenge because I thought, you know, Hibs are playing well and Rangers were, I wouldn't say rocking, but, you know, they dropped a few points. They probably weren't as fluent as they had been the first stage of the season, but... Hibs then hit a bad patch and Rangers were just ruthless. They won, I think they won somewhere four games out of five, one nil, kept clean sheets, got the job done. And I remember Kenny Miller's goal down at Queen of the South. I thought that was a huge, Big huge moment. goal, huge moment. I think Hibs lost that weekend as well. In fact, I think they lost to Morton that day. At that stage, I think the tide turned. I think Hibs probably lost a bit of confidence. I think Rangers knew it was within their grasp. And credit to Mark Warburton. I mean, he's done a terrific job. He's done the job that was expected of him, but, you know, previous managers didn't probably so I think he totally rebuilt the side he's rebuilt the system the formation and the style and were the winners you've seen quite a bit of Rangers this season David and is there, is there a particular aspect of them that's that's impressed you I think just the way they play I think you can tell they're a well coached team now I mean I think you have to also remember and I think this is what a lot of the Rangers fans will be trying to remember is it is the championship okay so Hibs, Falkirk, yes, Morton have done well, Queen of the South, Faith Rovers, but week to week, the intensity, the standard of players you're playing against isn't as high as the Premiership, so you, you, you know, Rangers do have a bigger budget, they've got better players than everybody else probably, you would say, so they should be beating teams week in, week out, but I think it's just the style of play, I think the 4-3-3 system, I think the flowing football, full-backs getting forward, I think it's been really entertaining to watch, given what kind of came before the last three or four years so I think that for me has been the most impressive thing that Mark Robertson's managed to do he's managed to gel a, a team together play with a real style but panache and entertain and the challenge now is to do it next season Is it basically straightforward to say that the, the Rangers of a year ago compared to the Rangers now is, is like night and day? Yeah I mean In I mean, every, every aspect? Yeah, yeah pretty much because I think Stuart McCall had come in and steadied the ship you know Rangers finished with a flurry in the league I mean, they went through a playoff series um, had to play six games in that and, and they just came up short against Motherwell I think Motherwell was it Lee Irvin said we battered the Rangers but I think by that stage Rangers were pretty much running empty you know and I think Stuart McCall if he'd managed to maybe get a hold of him a, a wee bit earlier then it could have been different although Mosley battered Lee Irvin <laughs> exactly but I, I think in terms of you know last year it was a lot of kind of older players who'd maybe been in the, kinda, the Premier League the SPL Premiership whatever you want to call it and it never really worked. Alan McCoy's left, Kenny McDowell didn't really want to be there. You could tell that. Stuart McCall did come in and, and, and did well, I thought. Just fell short. But Matt Warburton completely ripped up the sort of plan. Bought his own players. He signed some good ones for very little money. If you look at the money Rangers paid out last year, they got good value in Wagcom, Tavernier, Jason Holt has been a revelation for me. Guys like that have come in, really hit the ground running. And 
as I said, I just think that the, the style of play is completely unrecognisable. That was what Dave King used yesterday, and I would agree with him. A good manager with a good eye for a player, and in addition to that, getting more out of the players that he inherited, particularly the likes of Barry Mackay, taking him to another level. Yeah. I think, have you been impressed with the way Mark Warburton is dealing with the build-up to the Celtic game? I mean, we've, we've also got the Petrofat Cup final on Sunday, which is, you know, it's a decent competition, but clearly the bigger one's the Celtic game the following week. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's been, I mean, this week's been dominated by the league one, the, the Celtic game has almost been put in the back burner a little bit. Who will Mark Warburton deal with it? I, I don't really know. I, I don't know. I, it's going to be different. He's been quite anything. sensitive at, at times. Yeah, Mark I mean, Warburton. even even reading Robert Reeves' stuff the other day, and, and there was constant referrals as to how you report it, and the media scrutiny he was on Talksport again yesterday, talking about 14, 15 pages and, and phone-ins, and you know, it's unbelievable, but that's just life in Glasgow. You know. Do you detect he's already a little bit on edge? I, I, don't, I don't know if on edge is the right way to do it, but I, I do think he pays a lot of attention to what has been written, what has been said, and you can tell by the way he's acting, something that does get to him, you know. Whereas if you're, if you're talking about the Celtic game, the guy on the other side of the city, Ronnie Dyla, is oblivious to what's been written. You know, you know Ronnie's <laughs> good to deal with and he, he'll answer all the questions. But I don't think Ronnie knows what anybody's saying about him. I genuinely don't. I don't think. I think he's completely oblivious to it all. Maybe that's the best way to be. I know some managers have different views. Some managers want to read what's been said. Some managers want to listen to pundits and and all just block it out. I don't know what's the right way to do it. I think if I was a manager of any of those clubs, I think it'd be quite hard to completely block it out. But I think Mal Robertson does pay attention to what's been said. I think some stuff has annoyed him, maybe rattled him a little bit. I don't know. But I think this week you'll have to try and block it out because everybody in their auntie is going to line up to have their say and what you should do, how it will turn out, how far apart the two teams are, is there a gap between the two teams, who will win, predictions, I mean it's just going to be a deluge so I think maybe Mark Holborn should to try and just focus on the football and the training. Of course, as I said, we do have the Petrofat Cup final on Sunday against Peterhead. Now, of course, Rangers are on a real high at the moment. However, if they were to be embarrassed on Sunday, and I mean that with the greatest respect to the Blue Toon, you know, the, the, the psychology then going into the Rangers game, you know, uh, sorry, the game against Celtic is entirely different. But what kind of team would you see Warburton putting out on Sunday? Will he put a team out with an eye to the Celtic game, or does he go with his full strength team again? The two players are going to be missing for the Celtic game. Well, why comes? I think it's still going to be injured. You would, you would say Michael Hall and Billy King can't play against Celtic. I think one of them may start against Peterhead, but to be honest with you, there, there isn't a big squad there. You know, David Temple is not really featured. You've got your first eleven for Rangers. I could name an Rangers team against Celtic right now. It will be West Fordham and Ingles, James Tallinnier, Robbie Kearn and Danny Wilson, Lee Wallace, Dominic Ball will sit in front of Holton Halliday, and it will be Mackay, Forrester, and Kenny Miller. That'll be the Rangers team against Celtic. You heard it here, right? But it's no shock to anybody because that's because Rangers don't have a lot of players. Josie Mourinho's style there, David. No, they, 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 they don't. They don't have a lot of senior players, so they don't because I mean Zeller yeah. has not really worked out from. I do is already away. Templeton's been injured. They've got two cup tied, so you're basically Nicky Clark, Nicky Law, and Dean Shields as senior subs. I would say. So that'll be the team. So I don't see that kind of changing too much. Come Peterhead, and as you're saying. Yeah, it's in terms of importance, the Petrofat Cup final, with all due respect to that, compared to the Scottish Cup semi final, I mean, it's not even the same world, not the same planet. But Peterhead are, are okay. Peterhead are in the final for a reason. That's what I was going to say. You know, you know, it's, it's not going to be an easy game for an Rangers team who, in the last four games, apart from the Dumbarton game, have shipped goals. 
So I don't think Jim McAnally is, is will be coming here. Zero pressure, zero expectation. But he knows that he's got guys that have played at a high level and have played at a higher level. Roland McAllister's got 300 goals in his career. I mean, he's not going to be scared of being up against Rangers' defence. So it's not going to be a walk in the park, I don't think. Well, I was going to say, I mean, Jim McAnally is a capable manager who's done a terrific job at Peterhead. They're second in League One. Um, you're only behind a very good championship winning team in Dunfermline. Is it foolish to totally write off Peterhead here? No, because... Do you think they have a chance? I, albeit maybe a slim one. Listen, I wouldn't be putting any money on them, right? But Peterhead aren't just some you know team from the north of Scotland that are coming down and have never played football before. As I'm saying, you look through their squad, they've got guys, Game Smith was at Rangers, Ryan Strachan was at Celtic, you've got Stephen Noble, the captain, was at Kilmarnock as a kid, Simon Ferry's played for Celtic and East Swindon, Rory McAllister, for me, has been, has, has been the best lower league, arguably the best striker in the lower leagues for the last five years. Mm. So... It's not going to be... Rangers are hot favourites. You know, if Rangers don't win the game, it'll be a huge upset. But I don't think Rangers... Uh, Peter Head will be getting thinking, we've got no chance here. In fact, I know for a, for a, a fact they won't. I mean, most people that. identify the Rangers' defence as the, the main weakness of the side. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you rightly say, McAllister is a capable striker. Can you see McAllister giving, say, Kiernan and Wilson problems? Yeah. Because he's, I mean, he's got, he's, I mean, Rory McAllister, I mean, he's got a good job away from the park. I think Peter Head look after him, but Rory McAllister should be playing at a higher level. Rory McAllister is is more than good enough to play in the Premiership. So, yeah, I do. Listen, if you're asking me for a bet right now, Rangers will win it, I think. But my point is, it shouldn't just be a. I don't think Rangers fans should turn up expecting to be a five six nil because I don't think it'll be that. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. We move on to the Premiership, David, and you know we've got Hearts versus Aberdeen. It was always a big game anyway, but now given Celtic's slip-up at Dundee, suddenly again Aberdeen have a tremendous chance to really turn the screw on Celtic. Do you think they will do it? I think it will be a draw. A win will take them to within two points or something. For me, this is Aberdeen's biggest game of the season by a mile. You know, forget the Celtic games, forget the Celtic game to come. This, to me, is the biggest game. If Hearts go, sorry, if Aberdeen go to Hearts and win, cut the lead to two points because it's Saturday, what a boost that would be, what pressure that would put on Celtic. For me, this is this is a be all and end all. They need to go and get a win here. If they do that, they've done their job and it's already Celtic and see how they respond. If Aberdeen drop something now, given that Celtic have giving them a little glimpse with a draw against Dundee Unforgivable. I just think Derek McInnes will be looking at it and saying you know this is a real chance it's a huge chance to turn, turn up the heat and I do think Hearts will get a draw I think I mean, Hearts are a good team I was at Pretodre last Sunday and Aberdeen were, were, were outstanding admittedly against a very poor Hamilton team but nevertheless Aberdeen had the job done three goals within half an hour tremendous they're up against a Hearts team who of course throughout the week the squad's been decimated mm. with illness. They had the game postponed at Inverness. But then Aberdeen had been here before. They went to a Motherwell team that was almost calling for a postponement. Motherwell turned them over. You know, again, you know, because of Hart's problems during the week, does that necessarily mean we should be underestimating them? I, I don't think you should underestimate them. You know, I, th- I think they obviously had an issue, especially around the keeping, uh, the goalkeeping situation during the week, because I think they only had one who was 17 who, who wasn't suffering from this. But I think the Hearts players will be fine. You know, they've locked down the training ground. They're back in today. They'll prepare right. At this stage of the season, there may be a little bit of a hangover, but the respects are going to be. I don't think fitness will be an issue. And actually, Hearts last week at Celtic Park, Celtic won 3-1. Hearts were impressive. Roberts. Patrick Roberts got the headlines, but Hearts were impressive. 
you know, they scored the goal. And a couple of chances, Alan Mostock hit the bar with a free kick. Juan, my missus, a sitter. Two minutes later, Patrick Roberts goes and digs the goalkeeper, and it's 2 1, and Celtic kind of move on and, and, and win the game. But Hearts competed really well. In June, Perry Kitchen, they've got good players. John Souter's been really good. Ostart's a good, good player. Neil, Neil. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Alexander, Juanma, Jimmy Walker can't stop scoring Sam Nicholson. Hearts are a right good team. Hearts are built well. They've progressed well this season. They're third for a reason and they'll finish third. So I, I think Aberdeen, this is, this is one of the toughest games. It's the biggest game of the season. I think it's one of the toughest. I think they'll do well to get one. Could also be one of the best games of the season. I mean, I, I mean, Friday night. Castle. will be rocking, won't it? It will be under the, the lights. And, and I think, given that last week was a real good showpiece, a showcase, sorry, for Scottish football, the Celtic Hearts game, I think it's another one. I think neutrals across Britain should be tuned into that one. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker. Now, Motherwell Celtic on Saturday lunchtime. I mean, Motherwell form team in the country, five wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Mark McGee, manager of the month. You know, to call this a dangerous game for Celtic is an understatement here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, I watched Motherwell against Aberdeen. I've also seen Motherwell a few times in the last few weeks. And you just can't help but be impressed by the way they all click up front. I do think defensively, they can still be got at, you know, and, and Steve McManus has been excellent for me. Ben Hall's got real potential. Stephen Hamill does a, a steady job. I just think they, they can still be got at, but going forward, they're a joy to watch. Marvin Johnson, for me, has been one of the. On his game, he's, he's a match for pretty much anybody in the league. Scott McDonald shows his class and experience all the time, and Louis Malt just scores goals. So Does Marvin Johnson produce his game, so to speak, often enough? No. Think, for and, and I think Mark McGee said that himself, that if he did. If he did have more consistency, he wouldn't be playing for Motherwell, you know. And, I, and listen, you know, any Motherwell fan watching him, there's times when you think that guy should be playing at a far higher level. <laughs> I'm talking about Scottish football. Yeah, he's got everything. He's, he's fast, he's strong, he's got a trick in him, he can finish. There's other games when you just think nothing's coming off him. So for me, if, if Johnson clicks, if Moulton and McDonald link up, if Motherwell can win the midfield battle, because you're probably looking at Celtic and Brown beat on and Johansson in there, then. Motherwell can cause Celtic a lot of problems. Keeping it out at the other end is going to be an issue. But again, you know, 12 hours after Aberdeen game, I can go back cracker. I mean, there's a number of uh, real good games over the weekend, David. And I mean, the battle to get into the top six. You've got a three-way fight here. Ross County, Partick Thistle, who play each other in Dingwall. Dundee, who are currently in the box seat, occupying six on goal difference ahead of Thistle. But then St Johnston, who a lot of people are assuming are OK in the top six, could yet still miss out mm-hmm. in this final game before the split. Put you on the spot. Who do you see being at the, or completing the top six? 
don't really think it will change very much, to be honest with you. I think it will stay as it is. So I think that will mean Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Johnston, Motherwell and Dundee. I think yeah. they'll be the top six. I think there's a lot, and I think I think the fact Motherwell are up there is just testament to the job Mark McGee's done. You know, he stuffed the other day. How he had a great start, then he feared the sack, and then he had a great <laughs> for that game. But I mean, great he inherited. Oh, he's, he's, he's been brilliant, but he inherited. I don't mean a mess. It's probably not, but it was a club that wasn't really. There was there was issues there. You know, they lost in Morton in the League Cup. Ian Barraclough lost his job, and uh, you know Motherwell came back to that playoff against Strangers. You think he's got something to really build from here because it was so impressive, but just wasn't really happening but Matt McGee's come in and I think he's just get back to basics he's put the right players in the team I think the players are working for him as well and you know, for Motherwell to go from being you know in danger of relegation at that point to now being potentially in Europe depending on what's happened to the Scottish Cup I think it's phenomenal With a sincerest regard to Ian Barraclough is there a would there be a personality issue with the manager as well you know that players maybe are responding better to Matt McGee and you know maybe just his own Man management style? Yeah, no, I, I, maybe. I, I do think Ian Barraclough, when you speak to people, you know, I thought he signed some good players. I think he did get a reaction in the playoff last year. But Matt McGee has got something about him in the sense that he's a name. He's, you know, he's been there, done it in his career. He's been there and done it as a manager. He's part of Scotland set up. He's no bad was it coming forward, uh, Mark, you know. And I think for me, a player would respond to that. And I don't think he'll be slow to tell him when he's not happy. And I, th- I think he's just got the best out. I mean, you look at a guy like Scott McDonald working under Matt McGee. You know, he he, he speaks about how similar he is to Gordon Strachan in that way. And I think Matt McGee has got a bit of an aura about him. And um, I was a little bit surprised when he came back to Motherwell, but I think it's worked out well for him. I think there's a lot of similarities. Just briefly again on Ian Barraclough, that you know he made a lot of signings. Look at Jim Gannon driven out of town, but made a lot of good signings. Ian Barraclough the same. But ultimately, people still accepted they had to go. But Motherwell, Motherwell right now, you know, at Fir Park, you know, it's, it's a seriously difficult game. Yeah. If Celtic, worst case scenario, were to lose following an Aberdeen win, where does that leave Ronnie Dyla? Under massive pressure. I think it's the last thing Celtic would need going into the semi-final week. I think for Ronnie just now, I think he's looking at it and probably thinking that Celtic have got enough to go over the line, but there's only so many slip-ups you can really handle. And I think you just don't... You know, Celtic just don't want to give the initiative to Aberdeen in any way, the momentum. We still don't know when the game after the split will be. But if Aberdeen managed to get that, that, that gap down at all, get into the split, what a boost it would give them and, and what huge pressure it would put on the dial and these Celtic players. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. <laughs> Of course, we've, we've covered the title, we've covered the top six. We now have also you know, a real fierce fight to stay in the top flight. A lot of people felt Dundee, that was a massive opportunity Dundee United missed against this. So by all accounts, Dundee United played very well. But, of course, the bottom line these days now, it's results. They've got Inverness at home. Must win for Dundee United, yeah. not a draw, must win. Yeah, and I think they will win. I, I, it was a really, I, was, I was at Fair Hill the other night and... Patrick Thistle won one now. It was such a strange post-match series of interviews because Alan Archibald came in and basically admitted that he nearly took the dressing room door off at half-time. You know, he said, his, his quote was, I thought my days of going crazy were over, <laughs> but they weren't. And then Mick Supatalainen comes in and said he was spitting bullets <laughs> at the fact that Dean United hadn't won the game. And it is no exaggeration to say that I think Dean United had 14 attempts in goal in the first half. How they never scored, I, I generally don't know. 
Thomas Cherney pulled off some great saves or some really poor finishing but the game should have been out of sight, out of sight. I mean, they should have been 3 or 4 nil up easily mm. and it was such a strange game that, and it flipped and that United just didn't play in the second half Thistle got a couple of chances Chris Doolan buried one and suddenly United are, are walking away with nothing but looking at the positives if they, if they create even half that amount of chance against Inverness they'll win out of the park they're five points behind Kilmarnock Kilmarnock are home to St Johnston as I said earlier St Johnston have yet to 100% guarantee a top six spot you think that United will win do you think Kelly will win as well no I don't I, th- I think United will stay up I do I genuinely do a couple of months ago, I'd have said no chance. I think United will stay up. I think they've got enough about them going forward. Kelly are really, really toiling to score goals. Lee Clark admitted, I think, in today's paper, he's talking about changing his system to try and get some goals in them. They just can't score goals. I think United do have goals in their team. And for me, at this stage of the season, with six points, uh, sorry, with six games remaining, and still to play each other, still to play each other, five points for me is nothing. Absolutely nothing for a team that's chasing to try and stay in. It's the same Aberdeen. They're in five points. If, if, if they play each other and they get good results, I would fancy the United to beat Kilmarnock when they play. I think the United will win against number nice on Saturday. So I, I genuinely do think they'll have enough. On the basis of that, it was a really strange one in Tuesday night. I walked away not thinking that's United's chance over. I thought United will have enough about them. I mean, it's, it's great credit to Mixu Park Lining and the backroom staff and, of, of course, the players. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I think we all felt convinced, myself included, I thought they were definitely gone. No chance. But as you say, they now have that hope. And Kilmarnock are not scoring goals. Can't win games. It's a fascinating situation. You've got Hamilton Ackies, who I thought were dreadful at Pataudry. They've only had three wins since the end of November. Could you see a scenario of Aki's getting into the playoff zone? The, the playoff zone would, would wor- worry me for them. Third bottom Aki's? Yeah, Martin Cannon, I was out at New Douglas Park yesterday speaking to him and just asking him, because it gets to a stage in the season, you're six games left and you know there's no buts about it, they're in a, a, bat, a battle now. But his point was that if you'd given him at the start of the season nine points ahead of bottom and four points ahead of second bottom, six games to go he'd take it he would take it and he would also expect his team to see it through not to blow that cushion now I understand why he's saying that but Hamilton need to win a game somewhere you know they probably don't need to win three or four but they need to win one or two I mean Dundee Dundee are a good side Paul Hartley's done a very good job again this season clearly they've got top six to go Mm -hmm. for would you see Dundee being too strong for Hamilton yeah, I think so, because Dundee are going to throw absolutely everything at it, you know, and, and, and Dundee have, you know, the clean sheet against Celtic would have really, really boosted them in terms of, because they do have a tendency sometimes, Dundee, and not all the time, I think Darren Dee's made a big difference in there, but, but you know, the Ross County game, for example, was finished 5-2, but the clean sheet against Celtic will boost them, and they're going to go to Hamilton Ackies with Hemmings, Loy, Greg Stewart, McGowan, Harkins, and I think they'll throw everything, absolutely everything at them, and I don't know if Hamilton have got enough to bother Dundee at the other end and they're going to be really up against it to try and keep them out so I think Dundee will probably win that match Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest We move on to the Championship David and Falkirk as things stand are in pole position for second Hibs have got two games in hand on them I think it's what a three point difference two point difference again I mean there's fascinating scenarios in both leagues here obviously second means two less games in a playoff situation. Falkirk have done remarkably well this season. They're at home to St Mirren. Would you see Falkirk getting the three points there? I would never bet against Falkirk at home. I just think Falkirk at home are really strong. The pitch suits them, they train on it. They're a good team, they're a good unit. But St Mirren have also picked up a bit. Now, I know it's pretty much gone for St Mirren in terms of playoff because Wraith looked to have secured that. 
but it won't be easy because I think Elliot Ray is now building for next season. He's now looking at you know, and players are playing for probably their futures under him. I would fancy Falkirk. In, in terms of Hibs, you're talking about two. I think it makes a huge difference. They're away to Alloa, who are already relegated, yeah. of course. And I think it makes a huge difference this playoff thing finishing second or, f- or third and fourth because those two games, you might think it's not that bad, but it is that bad because you don't want to be going through six games to try and get up. And remember as well, Hibs could also, in the middle of all this, have a Scottish Cup final. So Hibs having, I think, on a mad run of like nine games in 25 days just now, that's in April. They could then go into May and have a six game playoff series potentially. <laughs> and the Scottish Cup final <laughs> and the Scottish Cup final week if they got to the Scottish Cup final and the playoff final would be I think a game on a Tuesday, Saturday then Wednesday or Tuesday again Incredible. so or the Wednesday, Saturday there's things still to be arranged but that's 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 potentially what they've got so they could be you know, in a Scottish Cup final and try to get to the Premiership so I mean that is that's the last thing they want is to play seven games in that space of time so I think it's absolutely crucial to try and finish second I really do David, good opinions as always. Thanks very much. No problem. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.